The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate, and in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world to Good Morning New York. I am Vince Rocco, and we are coming to you live from New York City, where today it is 16 degrees. Uh, concerned about illicit money flowing into luxury real estate, the Treasury Department said Wednesday that it would begin identifying and tracking secret buyers of high-end properties. The initiative will start in two of the nation's major destinations for global wealth, Manhattan and Miami-Dade County. It will shine a light on the darkest corner of the real estate market, all cash purchases made by shell companies that often shield purchasers' identity. It is the first time that the federal government has required real estate companies to disclose names behind cash transactions, and it is likely to send shutters through the real estate industry, which has benefited enormously in recent years from a building boom increasingly dependent on wealthy and secretive buyers. In the meantime, New York City real estate continues to sell for astronomical prices, but there are signs the market is heading back towards earth. Bidding wars, brokers say, are less frequent. Few open houses have lines out the door, and asking prices, while still lofty, are increasingly moving down, especially for luxury properties. Leonard Steinberg, the president of Compass, said, quote, I've seen more broker incentives and price reductions in the last few months than I've seen in the last three years combined. The market got carried away with itself in the first half of 2015, and some people went in with crazy pricing expectations, and we've seen that all over the market from low end to high end. Governor Cuomo's announcement last week that 30 subway stations would be completely closed for months at a time in order to properly revamp them was greeted by groans by riders. But a disruption of epic proportions potentially looms for New Yorkers who rely on the L train to get in and out of Manhattan. The L train's Canarsie tube was flooded with salt water and severely damaged during Hurricane Sandy. The project to repair the Canarsie tube is projected to take three years, and the MTA is considering shutting down the service between Manhattan and Brooklyn entirely to get it done, according to MTA sources familiar with the initiative. In this scenario, Manhattan-bound L service would terminate at Bedford Avenue, the line's busiest station. More than 300,000 New Yorkers ride the L train on average every weekday. Over the past year, Extel Development has required a mammoth parcel of properties in Midtown, and rumors are now flying that the developer may build a hotel that could occupy nearly half of a city block. Six square feet reports that permits had been issued for the demolition of several four- and five-story commercial buildings on West 46th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues, all of which are owned by the developer. This follows the news that the Extel Corporation had acquired two commercial properties on 5th Avenue adjacent to the buildings about to be demolished, according to The Real Deal, a sale 
that totaled over $109 million. A sprawling townhouse located in the Hamilton Heights section of Harlem has sold for close to $5 million, setting a record for the most expensive townhouse sold in the neighborhood. Harlem Bespoke first reported on the development and Curb confirmed with Douglas Elliman that the sale is in fact the priciest townhouse sold in Harlem. Donald Trump sure seems to be eager to dump his Manhattan real estate. The self-appointed person in charge of making America great these days again sold a penthouse at Trump Park Avenue over the summer for $21 million, and now one of his smaller condos in the same tower has sold for $14 million, according to the Wall Street Journal. The 4,200-square-foot pad, which for the price is fairly uninspiring, was originally listed for $16.8 million just over a month ago, and it was never occupied during the time that Trump owned it. That'll change, though. The name of the buyer wasn't released, but Trump's broker said the new owner plans to actually live in the condo. Trump's daughter, Ivanka, claims that the fire sale of his apartments lately has nothing to do with the Donald's current presidential campaign. I wonder how true that is. Uh, things might finally be turning around for the notoriously slow-selling penthouses at the historic Puck Building in Soho. Penthouse 2, which was listed for $35.1 million, has gone into contract, the Real Deal reports. The three-bedroom, five-bathroom penthouse features 5,222 square feet of space. Of the six penthouses located inside the Puck Building, which went on the market in September of 2014, two were sa- still for sale, including the largest penthouse, Priced at $66 million with 7,200 square feet of space. And another value at $18.5 million just last month, a four-bedroom penthouse at that building went on the market as a rental for $85,000 a month. The penthouses <clears throat> excuse me, were developed by Jared uh, Kushner and Sotheby's declined to comment on the price. Penthouse 2 went into contract for all according to the real deal. Abby Rosen's latest Midtown residential building, 100 East 53rd Street, has topped out less than a year after construction began at the site. Rosen made the announcement at a press conference held at the construction site Tuesday morning. People previously looked at Midtown as an area that was just full of offices, uh, but now people are looking at it as a place that's more livable and has more retail shopping and great dining experiences. With Midtown, it's now a case of people wanting to live and work in the same place. The last time we checked in with the development at 70 Vestry Street, details were rather scant. We knew related was the developer and that the building would encompass more than 150,000 square feet, and that was about it. We later learned that Robert A.M. Stern would be the architect of record, but with the launch of a teaser site for the project comes new details, namely that the 14th uh, floor 14-floor condo will have 46 units, a limestone exterior, a stern favorite, and will be ready for move-ins by 2018. That's amazing, and I can't imagine what that's going to be like. But you know what? Uh, As progress continues in this town, uh, nothing surprises me. And finally, Glenn Fry, a founding member of the rock band The Eagles, has died at 67 years old. A publicist for the band has confirmed Glenn fought a courageous battle for the past several weeks, but sadly succumbed to complications from rheumatoid arthritis, acute ulcerative colitis, and pneumonia, reads a post on the Uh. band's official website. 
Frey has been suffering from intestinal issues, which caused the postponement of the band's inclusion in the 2015 Kennedy Center Honors. He and the other original members of the Eagles came together many years ago to form singer Linda Ronstadt's backup band in the early 1970s. I forgot about that. They were all experienced musicians who forged a laid-back, country-tinged sound that the Eagles would eventually make famous. Actually, my brother texted me this morning saying, E, they were the soundtrack of our lives. Think that about is that. how I, that's what I, my brother called me last night, and that's exactly oh, what he said. Think <gasps> about what that means. I mean, we oh. all grew up with the Eagles in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, my God, through the 90s, but uh, the soundtrack of our lives. Isn't I that could something? sit and sing you 10 songs. I was so sad. I didn't even know he was ill, but you know, this has been a couple of months uh, where we, where we have lost many great people and especially yeah. in the music business and when I saw this yesterday I was taken aback I think this one stings just a little bit yeah. uh, more than the others I'm I'm with you anyway good morning everybody again I am here with Ivy Ray and we are going to go through a couple of things this morning a little different from our regular show 2015 a year in review and we're going to come up with some topics um, to throw around and discuss as we go through our segments this morning so I want to say something I'm going to yeah. interrupt Vince go, first go. a public apology Vince I'm so sorry so I had one of those mornings Vince <laughs> often talks about travel in New York City for those of you who don't know our city can be uh, you know a mild term would be challenging so I left super early this morning because Vince and I are here with ourselves he and I this morning and I thought the the gift to give Vince of all time would be to be so early so he and I could chat and hang I got out on the streets and I saw a sign yesterday on top of a New York City cab that was so cool that said, real New Yorkers ride yellow. Uh, How cool is that? So I'm one of the few that sticks out for yellow cabs, right? I got out this morning and there were people everywhere Mm -hmm. to hail cabs. And there aren't usually where I live. They were everywhere. One woman hit another man over the head with her bag who hopped ahead Seriously? of her a block ahead and, and went and just <laughs> popped out. She'd been waiting 15 minutes. I was waiting. There was a line of us. A guy walked out and hailed right before and the cab stopped for him. She hit him over the head with her bag. Uh, there were like fights on the street. Well, typically when it's 16 degrees outside or when it's raining outside, the the issue with cabs becomes desperate because everybody, typically people who don't take taxis, We'll jump in them. You're telling me I should have known better, and you're right. I didn't even even look at the temp this morning. Well, I did because I didn't know what to wear. And so when I'm in my living room, I decided to order an Uber car. Not a real New Yorker, I guess, who goes yellow. But I ordered an Uber car, and I was surprised to see, you know, when it comes back, it says how many minutes you have to wait. Three minutes. Now I'm panicking. I almost tripped over Jet because (laughs) i got to get the coat on. He's coming in three minutes. Who knew? Well, you dressed yourself nicely. Well, thank you. But it's, yeah. it's, it's so damn cold outside. And at the end of the day, everybody, there was a, I saw all the, the, the maniacs in my neighborhood on the Upper West Side going after yellow cabs, too. It gets, it gets violent. It was nuts out there. Yeah. And then I got a driver. I won't go into the story, but I almost got out of the cab. He was a nightmare. So, ladies, You actually got a yellow cab? I did get a yellow cab. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make an announcement. Well. Because across from me, my dear friend and leader, our fearless leader here on Good Morning America, Good Morning New York, 
it was his birthday over the weekend. No. So we are going to say happy birthday to Vince Rocco. I adore you. I love knowing you. Thank I'm grateful you. The, for the opportunity that you've given me, not only to be in your life, but to be with you here on the show. And I wish you one of the most extraordinary years of your life. Well, thank you very much. That was a little bit of a surprise. And yes, it was my birthday on Sunday. And what Sunday. did you do? You spent it in bed. You weren't feeling well. I wasn't happened? feeling well on Sunday, but on Saturday I was up with the family uh, for dinner and then I spent it overnight and came back on Sunday. And you know, it's interesting because I was fine and then I got home and all of a sudden I just felt like fluish conditions or fluish symptoms uh. coming on. And it just got increasingly worse. And so I just went to bed at like 6 o'clock. I woke up yesterday and I decided to stay home yesterday just to kind of make sure that it got through. And I don't know what it is, but, you know, it is what it is. And right now it's it's better, but, you know, I'm still not 100%. So. All right. No kisses. No kisses today. Okay. Well, I don't think, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows. But anyway, you know, this is what goes on. And uh, thank you again. It You're was birthday. so welcome. And the family dinner was great. And, you know, friends, um, now I have to, you know, back into all of these postponed I had a couple of things on Sunday exactly. afternoon, Sunday evening, yesterday. Now you have the birthday week. Now I have the birthday. So well, we'll the wrap- birthday two weeks usually is what goes on. But yes, oh, cool. the birthday week yeah, for sure. Yeah, the birthday week. So I'll, I'll wrap it up with you. Remember when um, Marilyn Monroe, actually at this point we realized later that she was having an affair with Kennedy mm. at the time. But she stood on stage at one of those affairs. I guess it was his birthday thing. And went like, happy birthday. To you. (laughs) I won't put you through the whole thing, but there you go. Happy birthday, Vince. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, as I said, (laughs) we're going to talk about some real estate-related things this this morning, and we're going to get into some other things. I thought it would be interesting to just mix it up a little bit uh, today. You know, it was an interesting year in 2015, and so I wanted to touch on a couple of things that um, happened, you know, that were iconic in nature and, and just kind of, in some cases, shocking. But, for example, David Letterman ended his iconic talk show after 6,000 shows, 33 years on the air, in May of 2015. And, you know, it's almost a year later, and I still think, even though I didn't watch him every night of the week, you know, it's there's something to be said when these guys are no longer on television. It's almost like the guard has changed. And what does that really say about our lives. I mean, he was on TV all of my life. Exactly. So, I remember watching the first show with my father. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first David Letterman show. And at that point, I had a crush on him. I th- my dad thought he was kind of a jerk. Well, he was and, very goofy and, and very thought, intellectual yeah, and very, I thought he you was, know, I thought he was nerdy. Hot. Well, but Letterman, yeah, carried the torch and led the way, you know, really shifted. I think if we look at each of these icons, we also grew up on Johnny Carson in like a big way. No doubt. And so no Johnny doubt. Carson was the king, right? And before him was Jack, uh, what's his name? Jack Parr. Yeah, Jack Parr. So if you look at each of these eras of the talk show host, there's a tremendous amount of evolution. And when one new one sat down and took the helm or came up alongside as Letterman, you know, followed Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. there was a tremendous change in what in what that platform was. And then I guess after Carson, we wouldn't you agree that um Jay John, Leno. Well, yeah, but I was gonna say John Stewart was the next one who really changed the face of what a talk show was for. But Oh, the traditional networks, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, David Letterman. Yeah. I adored him. Well, listen, you know, I've said now for a couple of years since Jimmy Fallon has been on the air, the best replacement. I will go all the way back to Johnny Carson because 
to me, Carson was the best uh, person on TV uh, in that role. All right, listen, we have to take our first break. We will come right back. You are listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back, and I'm here with Ivy Ray. As I said earlier at the top of the show, we're going to do something a little different today and kind of go through some of our personal thoughts and also recap where it's uh, important, some of the the um, items that made history in the year 2015. The other one along the lines of David Letterman, I wanted to say Brian Williams gets in trouble and Lester Holt rises to the NBC anchor chair. You know, Brian was embellishing some war reporting stories that weren't factual, and for a, a lead anchorman and and really the face of America, as I used to say to, yeah. about Walter Cronkite, I, for one, was shocked that that even happened. But I got to tell you something, Lester has risen to the challenge, and I think that he is absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. uh, and he is so professional and really doing a great job. It's interesting how you need to be totally factual in this news business that we all play around in or this entertainment business, whatever. But, you know, when you intentionally, you know, misrepresent something, I just can't, you know, I can't even imagine how you think you're going to get away with it, especially what at those What was his levels. reasoning? You know, he just wanted the story to sound, you know. A little better? A little better, yeah. Oh, sh- Yeah, I mean, he denied it for the longest time, but right. then he just wanted it to sound a little better. But, you know, and then when people started catching or with the fact-checking and they realized that, wait a minute, this is not true, you know, then he backpedaled and, and got himself in a heap of trouble. And he was off the air for four, five, six months, I think. Yeah, almost half a year. He's now at MSNBC doing an afternoon graveyard, you know, show. But, I mean, the guy should be on television. He's an unbelievable reporter and anchor man, but hopefully lessons learned. And the last thing is 2015 Sexiest Man Alive was David Beckham, global soccer soccer player. And I must have missed that whole thing because I didn't remember that. I didn't remember he won it. And doesn't that usually come out in the summertime on the People magazine cover? Yeah, I didn't see it this year either. I missed the whole thing. And I, I must say thing. that I could have had a, I had a little, I had a short list that was ahead of him, man. 
<laughs> he would not have been my first vote. Well, but, you know, I mean, bless him. What a fun title to get. But uh, he certainly, I was very surprised at that one. Yeah. I'm usually surprised at that, and I don't always know what... Um you know, or who's going to, you know, lead the pack there. But you know, maybe Who would have been your pick, Vince? You know, I, I, I'd i have to sit and think about I it. Know, I don't I really know. know. But I think, I mean, I'm not disappointed in him. I think he's he's a, a good father figure, a good husband, mm. certainly a great athlete. Mm-hmm. But I don't Absolutely. know. I don't know. You know, I don't remember who else was in the running. So, um, and you know, Adele's amazing comeback, her song, Hello. And all of a sudden, I hear it all over the place. <clears throat> it's the fastest selling single recorded in 18 years, her new song, Hello. Wow. Now, I love Adele. Mm -hmm. But when I read that statistic the other day, I figured, okay, so wow, that's truly amazing. Yeah, that is monumental. You know, for once, I don't have much to say there. I mean, I dig Adele also. Mm -hmm. Adele is an incredible talent. Now I'll lose some fans if I have any. I just, the one thing, I get tired of hearing her whine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's got that kind of... Uh, but she's got voice. an extraordinary instrument and an extraordinary voice, and she's an incredible talent. And she came out and, and really even seized a body image that hadn't been long done. You know, I just almost had never been. I mean, there's so the list is so long as to why she's extraordinary and why America loves her. And again, she's got an incredible voice, which is nice, man, because a lot of people come out and they really don't. She's all kinds of things, but I hoped after becoming mm-hmm. a mother and being gone for a while, she'd give me one strong kind of empowering peppy tune. She's still whining. I think she's. <laughs> I think she's on her way to to delivering just that. You know, I remember sitting in a bar with a couple of friends, probably in two thousand and ten. Uh huh. When I first became aware of her, and I remember sitting there, and you know, they used to have all these videos up on the bar of the people person singing at the time. And I looked at her and I said, I don't even know who that is. And then I listened to her voice and I said, oops, I think I need to know who that person is because yeah. her voice was so captivating. First time I heard her mm-hmm. and she was absolutely uh, amazing. And I don't remember the song at the time, but it was like when she first came out. And, yep. you know, from that time, she's done an unbelievable job and she's absolutely. really, really, really come around. But I think you're right. I think over time she will get over the whining uh, mm-hmm. A little bit, but I think you know, just like everybody, uh, every other star, I think that's probably what her audience is looking for. You know, you're right. She is the you voice know, of that. It's, it's like just her way. Yeah, how know? a big portion of country is that? Mm-hmm. And you know, it actually country music came from a lifestyle that wasn't far from what a lot of that music is about. They live in a simpler time. They were out in the fields. They were, do- you know, I mean, this is certainly not what a big portion of the South is about now, but they're known mm-hmm. for talking about the underside of the rock and mm-hmm. how devastating it is for your heart to be broken and and how you follow that with a couple shots. And, you know. and no one does it better than the country artists. Oh, my Trusting. God. Incredible. You can Incredible. follow the sagas. Yeah. Saturday Night Live, SNL celebrated 40 years last February. I can't believe that's almost a year ago already. And a primetime three-and-a-half-hour special. I have to tell you, again, I don't watch SNL every Saturday night, but when I do, it is still an absolutely extraordinary program that I can't believe is still on the air after 40 years. Many, 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 many comics and, and entertainers later, Tina Fey being one of them. I mean, I, I can name hundreds. All of them. All of them. And that show on that brilliantly show. Yes. still in production. Lorne Michaels is just incredibly talented. And he's getting older and he's been in television for 100 years. And the show is. 100 years. 
still, he's going to love you if he I hears know, that. I but know, but he's still doing a great job with that with that program. And the talent that's come out of that show, and they've gone on to do so many other things, it's truly amazing. Oh, my God. So I'm going to ask you, were you a fan back in the heyday yes. when Saturday Night Live just came on? Yes. And we had, oh, God, let's go Dan Aykroyd and mm-hmm. Gilda Radner. John and, Belushi. I mean, oh, my God. Some of the original funny yes. men and women in the show was well, it was it, it was a Incredible landmark. It was a, it was way ahead of its time. It was yeah. a landmark show. It was um, fantastically filled with talented people. I yeah. mean, John Pelushi, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner. I mean, I can go on and on, but I mean, mm-hmm. it was the format was different. It, the format was very. Di- it was an incredible show back then. Mm-hmm. It really and now still is, of course. But back then, yeah. I used to hang on their every word. Yeah. And now, you know, I will say I was very young. Me too. <laughs> and I was a big fan. I yeah. was a, I was a very Absolutely. big fan and I and I loved it. And again, like I said, every once in a while I'll check in when they have a big, you know, guest star on yeah. or, yeah, or yeah. host on whatever. Now, of course, during the political season, all the politicians want to come on and host because yes. it's a great venue for of everybody. Course. Of course. But they've always captured my attention. I don't watch it every week. Um, half the time I'm out or half the time I'm asleep. Yep. Uh, but when something big is on, I, I will catch it. Have you been there live? I have many, 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 many go. years ago. Yeah. It is so much fun to go to all these shows live. And for those listening, you know, a good it portion really of these is. shows, they're either in New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about us living in the city, you actually just get online and you sign up for tickets. Most of the places you pay nothing to go and you're on a waiting list. And then you get an announcement that, you know, in two weeks you're going to mm-hmm. whatever, John Stewart, David Letterman. Like I've been to all the shows and I know you go to a lot of the I talk to, shows now. I do. I do. Yeah. But, I, but Saturday Night Live is... Is really a fun show to go to, you know, the before, you know, the the four show, oh, the before the, show, after is show great. all of the, yeah. you know, the audience warm up. I mean, they've got a got a bunch of good, great people there, but it's got to be 20 years ago. I think probably if I really, it's been sit a long time for me. It, we should have a date. We should definitely do that. I would love to do yeah. that. And you know, it's a testament. This is the success of this show is a testament to how in these times we need to laugh. So I'm always blessing the funny men and women. Well, and I write, I post about it on Facebook quite a bit as to how important and brilliant they are, you know. They really are. And in light of what I'm going to say next uh, as highlights of 2015, 12 dead in deadly Paris attacks on a comic magazine mm-hmm. and then a major attack on the city later in the year killing 127 people, nine people dead in a church shooting in Charleston, South Carolina, and a television reporter shot while doing a live report in Virginia. And I happened to be <coughs> watching um, television that morning. Live. I was away in Connecticut for the month of August with some friends. And yes, we saw the whole thing happen live. And I just thought, oh my God. So, you know, I don't know where we go with all that sad stuff, but, you know, at the end of the day, we need to better uh, look at our gun control laws and we better fix some of the things that are broken in this country. And I don't want to get into all of that this morning. However, you can't go through 2015 highlights without mentioning that Certainly, Fox Television says, sadly, that this season, number 16, will be the final season for American Idol. Now, I've watched American Idol from day one. I will admit, though, the last four years, maybe five, I've tuned out. So I watched for 11 consecutive years. Wow. Every minute of the program. Wow. And now it's going off. So I think I will tune in beginning Hollywood week, which I think is probably this week, uh-huh. just to watch it for one more season and to see what happens. Did you ever watch I watched, American Idol? I watched a bit. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I really loved watching uh, you know, the pre-shows where they show everybody going through all of the, the auditions. The auditions are crazy. And, 
Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. You know, Vince, I doubt that our listening audience knows I don't own a television. Mm, I so I'm that. one That's of right. the yeah I'm one of the rare breeds and uh, you know there's actually I picked a hell of a time I've, I've actually we haven't owned one for maybe eleven years ten years but television in terms of the TV shows I hear you know and I see at other people's homes is better than it's maybe ever been in terms of a lot of the series that are on well, so if I were ever going to get a TV because it's you can't you can't watch some of these shows without having the networks. Well, the, the, well, the difference is it's, it's gone far beyond the networks, and that's why television has gotten so much better. You've got, you've got the, the HBOs and the Showtimes. You've got Netflix now. You've got Amazon something or other. Right. All original programming, so you don't have to watch the traditional television on your wall uh, with a network broadcast. You can watch the television on your wall with a Netflix account or, or you know, anything, Amazon. Right, but a lot of these great shows aren't on Netflix. They're like on the HBOs and the... On HBOs and Showtime. So and I'd I have somebody, to have cable. Somebody, yeah, you have to have cable. And somebody was telling me the other day that there's a new show, Billionaire, I think, that that premiered on um, Showtime. That oh, I, I think Rachel mentioned it last week. Maybe she week. did. I hadn't yeah. seen it yet, and I think it started this weekend, so I definitely want to... Check that out um, because you're right. There are a lot of non-network programs that have so far superior. You oh, know. Game of Thrones. I keep hearing about all yeah. these shows that mm-hmm. people go, their jaws drop when I go, I've never seen it. The quality, I don't know why off-network, and when I say network, CBS, NBC, yeah, ABC, yeah, yeah. I don't know why off-network these programs get better, but they certainly seem to be so much better. Um, and the quality is so much better, and the the fan following is enormous. So they yeah. must get they must be doing something right. I watch a lot of them. I certainly don't watch all of them. We have to take another break. We'll be back after these messages. Don't go away. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U RealtyGroup.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll free in North America at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we are back. I'm sitting here with Ivy Ray. It is Tuesday morning, and as I said at the top of the show, it's 16 degrees here in New York today, so I don't know what we can do by way of layering, but it's still going to be cold, and when I leave the studio, I've got to go on an appointment, so I'm going to be getting another Uber car so I can get rid of um, you know, that mess of the yellow taxi syndrome. 
um, because you could just never find them in the heat, in, in, in the in cold. The, in the cold, I And the heat, the cold, and the rain, and, you know, any kind of, you know, exaggerated weather, I you're hear just you. not going to find true. them. It's true. I'm trying to hold out, but you're right. Let me ask you something before yes. we move on, though, because I know Please. you're very religious about the yellow taxi people being I in New Yorker, but tell me why. Um, you know, without going into a long thing, because I, I certainly could, I have... Um, Obviously, as many of our people on our panel like to say, anytime you talk about progress or change, there's an assumption that all human beings don't like it. I actually really embrace it and practice daily that, you know, the one thing we can count on is change. (laughs) So you better be into it because change is, you know, every nanosecond. Um, I know it's, I called it a long time ago, maybe a year ago, I called our taxis a New York City landmark. So they're, they well, they are, are for some reason, you. they are. They are a piece of our history, mm-hmm. right? And a tremendous amount of people, whether from the United States or coming from other countries, this was one of their tickets for the American dream. And they saved for years. They did whatever begged, borrowed, sealed to pay an exorbitant amount of money for a medallion. And so these people's lives are built around this. And then they Up bought to $250,000, I think, at one thank point. Thank you. I yeah. think it was actually more than more that. More than at that, one yeah. Point. Maybe, sure. maybe oh, double yeah. that. Crazy amounts of money. So, and then they started their fleet. They started out with one car and they did their own driving and then they got another and they hired someone to help them and another and another. So you get the picture. And these people have been, this has been, an, again, an institution. How long would you say we've had New York City cabs? No. 45 years? Yeah, I mean, more, I don't know. More. More. Okay. And Uber came in and, you know, there's, there's two kinds of progress. One is done when you actually do it with a bit of consciousness and you look at the community that you're going to be replacing, the people that, you know, inevitably people are going to be losing jobs. Things are going to change and that's the way of the world. But you can also do it with a consciousness that has more of an inclusion and, and really look at what you're going to dismantle or what you're going to be competing with mm. and, and work with the community and work. There's a way that could have been done and it wasn't at all. So it just. No, it wasn't. Um, but a I lot think of people I have think lost their I think it's, There's you know, entrepreneur. I think it's enterprising. I think it's forward thinking. I Agreed. think it's progress. I think it's a but whole bunch of But there's two ways people do things. One yeah. is with a consciousness as to who you're going to be joining. Mm. And another is just to come in and blast them off. And I just find, you know, a lot of that goes on in New York. It kind of couples up with all the buildings that get gone and all of the ma and pa stores that get destroyed. All You know, it's just you, we can do things, and it's been proven. You don't have to be an asshole to be successful no. or to come in and take over, to start new business. It, this is, it's what's going on. It's the way of the world, and we're progressing at a rate that's, you know, at the level of a nosebleed. But you can do it with more consideration. And so I am a fan of the New York City taxis and those who have spent their lives working hard to get in the position that they're in. And, you know. Fair enough. It's not like I'm not, but I think that there is a time and place for, you know, an Uber or a Via or a Lyft or whatever it's called. But I, I hear you on the, on the yellow taxi. And the situation. yellow taxi commission should have gotten more savvy. <clears throat> You know, they, well, we we were broken. I agree with you. Don't you remember yeah. before this started happening? Yeah. You could not get a cab. Well, one would blame that on the on the the past mayor that he was taking taxis off the roads instead of putting more on the roads. Yes. And so I don't I don't even understand what that was about. And plus, making the cars much smaller, you couldn't even fit in the car. I'm a tall guy. <laughs> I can hardly get in the damn cars. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Agreed. There was a lot that went on. But a- Anyway, I, I just wanted to re- go back to one of the stories <clears throat> I read in the news items about the um, the federal government now snooping into these LLCs and private companies that a lot of people use to purchase condos here in New York. And, you know, the big buzz, I mean, it just started, but the big buzz is that it's going to be very invasive. And a lot of people who use these are very big-time corporate executives and a lot of celebrities, and they don't want people to know what they've just purchased or why. And or another, where. another yes to that, and then another great concern has been all of the foreign money that has come in that's like nearly untraceable because when you pay cash, you don't have to give as much information, um, et cetera. So I actually was going to bring that up next as well. Vince, I'm curious about your opinion. Those of you that are listening in that don't really know uh, intimately the landscape of New York City, we've got a lot of these glass towers. And every time one of these opens, Vince, what would you average as a number of units that becomes available on the New York City market? 400, you know, um, it, what's the It depends, number? but probably 100 is, is the, on the low end and probably 250 on the high end okay. in the newer buildings. But you mentioned something before that is absolutely correct. It's the amount of foreign money coming in who are buying these apartments in these developments. It's also the foreign money coming in who... Uh, and buying handfuls at a time sometimes. But investing with the developers. And so the federal government a long time ago was beginning to re- realize that it was hard for them to track all this money coming in, mm. obviously for tax purposes. So if you can't track the money coming in that is being used to finance some of the developments and then coming in to purchase some of the apartments, yep. you know, it would be becomes crazy. So I, I see that there is a point where, you know, the government needs to know who's buying what or who's investing in what. But the real issue becomes privacy. And for a celebrity, you know, who doesn't necessarily want or need to have someone um, know what their personal business is. I mean, the reason why a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these LLCs started was because of that. Was to shield you. Was to shield you and to keep you private and to keep you quiet. And and no one needs to know that, you know, Madonna spent $20 million on a townhouse on the Upper East Side. Yeah, it is nobody's business. She's got enough, she's got enough... um, Publicity. around her and publicity yeah. around her to begin with. So. so what do you think? I agree with you there, and I don't really know, you know, technically the ins and outs of what this is going to end up looking like. I hadn't even considered it domestically, and you've got a really good point yeah. about people that are doing it that want to be anonymous. But about the foreign money, I mean, it's really going to be an issue. My question for you, Vince Rocco, is this is a huge, this, this is a very big deal in New York. And how many at present developments do we have? You know, Gary Barnett's got a huge one coming up on 57th. And that for the listeners is Extel. Um, we've got a number of them in development now. If the federal government really cracks down, what effect do you think this is going to have it's on have our a, success rate? It's going to have a major effect because I think that um, unless, until it gets all flushed out, you know, people are not going to be purchasing so quickly. Uh, because of that anonymity. I mean, I, they yeah. want to put their money someplace. They don't want necessarily their own governments to know where It the has money been is a parking. shelter. It's been a safe haven to kind of hide It's it a big to, shelter. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, I think the ramifications are going to be great. I don't know, you know, uh, how quickly we're going to see them. Um, <clears throat> but I think they're going to be great. I also wonder, you know, how's the government going to check into every transaction mm-hmm. that may or may not be under an LLC or 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 a private company mm-hmm. or whatever? How can they do that? I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I don't know. 
So it's going to change the face of new development. I'm sure the developers are nervous. Gary Barnett being one of the, the major ones here in New York, the Excel Corporation, I'm sure, you know, he's thinking more than two or three times about how this may affect his latest and greatest developments that are coming out to the marketplace. And because, the ho- the, yeah, the hotel. I mean, it's huge. Right. It's right. huge. And I'm sure they, they, all these developers take foreign money as investment into the actual buildings themselves, let alone you know, the actual apartment purchases, but the buildings themselves, the construction themselves, I'm sure uh, all of these developers um, take outside money. In fact, one of my guests, uh, I think it was probably a year ago, we were, we were talking on the air about how difficult it was for the government, and they were getting concerned a year ago, how difficult it was for them to track all the foreign money coming into this town and being invested in in construction, uh, buildings, and then in, a, in an apartment. So I mm-hmm. guess as a result of all of that, you know, they've sort of you know buckled down and said, "Well, let's figure out what we can do here by way of getting to the bottom of this." And it's I want to really- see a year from now, uh, if we're still talking about this, I want to see how successful or not this has become. Yeah, it's going to you know? be wild to watch it unfold. And what a the good picture- percentage of our a good percentage of New York City mm-hmm. is owned by the rest of the world, and more so in the last decade, right? More so in the last decade, but it's interesting because, you know, you, you think of all these these condos, I have to imagine that most of them go up with the foreign nationals in mind. Certainly all these uber-priced $90 million, $80 million, $70 million penthouses or whatever, who could afford that? Local, you know, domestic New Yorkers, for the most part, yes, there are a few, but for the most part, Cannot. I know. So it's, uh, that's that's a problem. So let's you know this is something to watch. This is something that we're going to um, keep an eye on. I'm very curious because it's going to affect all of the condominium. And listen, I, I I I sell new condos all the time. I've been on site as the sales representative, and even normal people come in and use LLCs because they don't want to be known or they don't want uh, people to know what they're purchasing or for, for certain tax purposes because yeah. under a corporation it's a much uh, better tax situation than under a person's name so I've done more of my deals have been done under LLCs I and was private just companies ask that yeah a good percentage of mine have been as well mm-hmm so and they also do it for bankruptcy bankruptcy protection. God forbid they're in a business and something goes wrong. At least their asset is protected because it's a company. It's not them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons mm-hmm. why people use these LLCs. Mm-hmm. But uh, now let's see where the government you know chimes in and and makes things different. It's going to be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. We'll Agreed. See. I have a question for you. You're a mother. Madonna's 15 year old son has flown the coop and said he wants to live with his dad in England, but after a major court hearing, uh, the judge sent the kid back to his mother. Now, you know, we can all opine on Madonna and what, you know, she may be as a mother or not. And I'm not here to, you know, trash her. But what do you think about that? Um, Can you give me a little details? Was the information divulged as to why the court ruling was like it was? Uh, I don't know that 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 was divulged. I didn't see that in my in my research, but I will tell you that you know courts always favor the mother. Yeah, and it's in the United States, and it's in New York, even though the father lives in in London. But you know the courts here in this country, in this state, always favor the mother. So right, wrong, or indifferent, the kid gets sent packing back to his mother, regardless of whether he wants to be here or not. And all I say was is rather, I'm not passing judgment on Madonna or. On her husband, but 
if the kid is not happy in one place and wants to be somewhere else, I it is know. his parent. You know, I was hoping that you had some information for me because I popped online. As you know, I, I have all kinds of news alerts set on my computer, but I don't hang out and watch the news. So I hadn't heard of this. And so I was hoping for information so I could sort of intelligently talk about it. Mm-hmm. But since you've asked me because I'm a mom, mm-hmm. I, without knowing details, and her husband um, has a pretty damn good reputation. Yes, he does. And um, certainly a better one than Madonna. <laughs> and, you know, if you look over the years, what his last name is Richie. What's his first name? Guy Richie. Guy Richie. Um, I, f- I just, my initial instinct was that it was unfortunate. Because I, number one, a son needs his daddy. And if you are blessed enough to have one, and God knows there are many sons that don't have fathers, it's just nice to be able to go spend time at an important light, you know, time in their lives. You're a man. 15 years old is important for a young guy. And uh, I come from a family where, you know, we were broken up as, as children. Our parents split. And my son, I'm a single mother. and But I was married for 17 years, so my son had a father. Mm. And it was one of my... Uh, priorities was to hold a ground together for our son as a couple so he would still have a family that looked like parents because a son needs his daddy. So I found it unfortunate. I don't know the details yet, but what a bummer. And I wish that Guy had won unless there's some sort Well, I don't know the details yet either, and I probably will look into it a little further. But all I say is, you know, I'm not a parent, but if the kid is not happy with one and wants to be with the other, I think the courts should relax their 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 rulings and and get yeah. to the bottom of it and not just because she's mother and it also begs the question how happy you know was he not with his mother and what are all the reasons for that you I know? know she's a celebrity she's a superstar she's all over the world i mean maybe this is not what the kid wants anyway we have to take a break we're coming back right after these messages good morning new york is broadcasting live from new york city don't go away The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Put Blue Realty Group to work for you. Blue Realty Group is a full-service luxury real estate brokerage firm in Manhattan. With our global reach, unrivaled marketing capabilities, and veteran team, Blue serves some of the world's most exclusive and high-profile buyers and sellers. Visit us today at BlueRealtyGroup.com. At Blue Realty Group, we feel that people matter and results count. Our mission with you is to meet and deliver expectations to drive the results you want. We're ready now. Visit BlueRealtyGroup.com. That's B-L-U-RealtyGroup.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at blurealtygroup.com. 
Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we're back. No, some of it was good news. I'm telling Ivy that this 2015 year in review, um, I forgot where I got it from, but it's a really great report. And yes, there was a lot of bad news. Oh, my God, Vince, it was almost all bad news. I read that at 5 o'clock this morning again, (laughs) and I thought to myself, I am at the edge of my bad news quota. I'm done. And then I thought, so what am I going to get like on a warm and fuzzy Christian station because no one wants to hear things that are nice. But I was like, if I have to get up and yet again hear more bad news. And no, I, I don't want to hear it. In fact, I, I kind of I mean, turned off. except for off. most handsome man. It was all... Yeah. It's all bad. Well, I've, I've kind of turned off the news in the evening hours, too, because it's all the same thing. However, it's it's been bombarded with all this election stuff, so that's going to take over. Oh, we over. should talk about that for a minute. But I'm sure everyone, <laughs> if they listen to other radio stations and they watch the news, all everybody's talking about is that. But before we go away, I wonder why I was being so damn polite a minute ago. I just, you know, I am a mother. And I, I think that what I'm, in a sense, most proud of, what I stay most engaged in, and I'm engaged in a lot in life, is being a mom. I consider it the privilege of a lifetime, and my son and I are so blessed. We have an extraordinary relationship, and my son is 23 years old. And by the way, he just got his own radio station, so maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. Isn't that cool? But what? And he's got my voice. It's so funny. So I'm going to go on his show, and we're just going to be like, so good morning, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? It's going to be so funny. Anyway, what I wanted to say, I, Madonna- for many on many accounts is a fucking nightmare. So I don't know why I was being so polite. And I'm sure that there's aspects of Madonna that are beautiful. I'm sure she's a lovely human being, but we all know it's just been known. She wouldn't be who she was if she weren't maniacal and controlling and brilliant and all the way to the edge, kick ass and all of these things. I don't know what it would be like to be her daughter or her son, but I think it's a real drag that her son at 15 years old wanted to go live with his daddy and got to go, and somehow a court ruling made him come home. I can't imagine being 15 years old. I left home at 15, so I didn't want to be with any of my parents. And if I had been forced back, well, I would have escaped again. I just, I feel so bad for him, and I hope that we get more information as to why it is that ruling happened. I'm sure we will. And the last thing I have is Charlie Sheehan said he was diagnosed (laughs) HIV positive some four years ago. You're starting to laugh. And had oh, been not ex- about Charlie Sheen, everyone listening. I okay. was laughing at Vince's face about Madonna. Well, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Positive. Well, anyway, Charlie Sheen <laughs> said he was diagnosed HIV positive some four years ago and had been extorted, has been extorted for more than $10 million through the years to keep the information quiet. Sheen is 50. What is wrong with Charlie Sheen? Where do we begin? I know, really. You just go down your own little list there. I mean, well, I, you know, I don't even know where to begin, nor am I probably going to. But, you know, at the end of the day, I read this because I think that it's all of our responsibility in our lifetime, especially when it comes to health or infectious diseases or whatever. Listen, he's been known to be a uh, an exaggerated playboy for all of his life and has been in and out of marriages and kids and trouble and whatever. But when I heard this story, this is the proverbial, you know, this is like the icing on the cake. I, I couldn't even believe this. Was I surprised? Actually, I was. And I not too much surprises me these days, but this one really kind of got me. And I thought, wow, where do you go from here? I can't even imagine. So Being, being speechless on the radio doesn't do a whole lot of good. See, if we had a camera here, you could see our faces. Yeah. I don't know what to say. No, I, I mean, I mean really, there's really nothing to say. Really I mean, it's wild. 
Well, you know what it makes me think of, though. It, you know, just in terms of it, this has got actually the, it's not really a parallel at all. But I think another shocking story was, you know, the the uh, sort of the veil being lifted off what it was kind of hidden that Michael Douglas's cancer is thought to be his throat cancer is really been detected or traced to be from having oral sex and getting that infection in his throat. And this bacterial infection is known now to cause cancer. That is some of the wildest news. I have periodic meetings with my son. And as I said, he and I are very close. And I tell him, you know, like, so let's meet. We haven't talked kind of serious in a while. Let's go over some stuff. And I was just with him last night. And I brought this up to him because I said, I don't know if you know. So there's all kinds of safe ways that people have sex if they're not going to fully have sex. So they can stay, you know, away from STDs. And so they cannot get AIDS. And, you know, it's a, such a different era. Can you imagine being a kid or a young adult? Now? No, no. You and I got to do whatever the hell we wanted. Right. However we wanted, with whoever we wanted, whenever we wanted. Right. And at least we were going to live. My son had no idea about this. And so oral sex, even in element, I mean, horrible things, this is another whole show or topic, but you know, younger and younger people are having sex, but they're not having sex all the way. The girls remain virgins, virgins, but they're doing all these alternative things, right? So they can explore and have fun and get their jollies off and, and have orgasms. So I think one of the things that was really big in the young, young, young set for a while was oral sex. And now if you haven't been tested that could lead but to- the but the other thing with with Michael Douglas's cancer, and I read this a while ago um, because first when it was first reported, forget how he got it, but when he when it was first reported, it was kind of like he's dying, he's at the end of his you know life, he's stage four. it's all of these terrible things that go along with a diagnosis like that, yeah. And then he's still around, and I just recently read less than a year ago that it was completely misdiagnosed, and it oh, was no. not as serious as it was. Clearly, he is in great condition, so it's like, well, what, what does it all mean? I, I don't know. Does he have cancer? I don't know. I, don't even, I couldn't even go that far, that he, that he has cancer. But, I mean, I, I think he does, but I don't think it was as serious. I don't think it is as serious as it was originally diagnosed. So, at the end of the day, you know— Oh, so do you know anything about this bacteria that I'm talking about? I have about? not heard about that, no. Oh, that's why your face looks like it has. Again, we need a camera. <laughs> All right, we're just going to like sort of everybody delete that. I'm going to do more research, but this is a known thing. Well, to be continued, I wouldn't, I wouldn't delete it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's obviously serious. It's actually a known thing, but you haven't heard about it. I have not heard about it as it relates to Michael Douglas or anybody, as a matter of fact. So this is all news to me. Yeah, well, it's a new big scare about having oral sex and, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, as I always say, be smart and be wise and don't but do anything. But what the hell are you going to do with that? I guess everybody uh, has to couple up and actually really go get wonderful tests, which more and more people are doing. Maybe there'll be a vaccine for it. I mean, oh, there seems God. to be something every week, every day coming out. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that all of these things, all of these people, all of these shenanigans in 2015, I don't know about you, but what is your prediction for 2016? Do you think we're going to have the type of year we had this year with all of these terrorist attacks and all of these gun deaths uh, around the country, all of these you know, bad occurrences? Like you said earlier, I'm looking just for quieter, more 
comfortable year going forward. Success to all of us. Uh, but I can't even imagine um, one more bad thing happening in this country. I think it's getting to the point where everybody is getting severely annoyed. But nothing that we can do about it. I mean, no, there really, there really isn't. I mean, there is things that we can do in our communities and individually. And I think it's going to have to. We really sort of have to change the course of of how we're going if we keep waiting for the governments and the world and the world leaders well, to make going. to make the drastic changes. We have to find ways to have more consistent joy in our own lives, and maybe even really consider individually moving forward, behaving differently. Coming from a place of, of, you know, that's that's different because everybody, you know, to answer your exact question, Vince, I, we're, are, we are in what we're in. We are where we are. As it is said in Zen, it is what it is. <laughs> and I think that individual shifts, it's time to, you know, sort of really look at our own lives. And I know a lot of people that really have radically 2016 turning mm. has really sort of set the stage for a very different kind of internal environment for the lot of people that I know, even ones that are running companies, ones that are in marriages and have families, ones that are everybody's kind of going, oh, my God, like they're taking stock in a way, finally, you know, personally and with their businesses, because mm-hmm. what can we do? We can change the environment of our personal lives while the rest of the world is continuing to figure out what the hell is going on. And um, from many perspectives, we're cut from the same cloth. We are that. <laughs> I am you. So all of what I do makes a difference. It makes something. So I think we might be seeing a shift, I hope, where people begin to go back more into their own lives and become accountable and more responsible and consider in small pods doing things differently in their community. My God, these things make a difference. You know, I mean, what else are you going to do? We have about a minute left. What, oh, you're kidding. What is your prediction? <laughs> oh, on, I had so much to talk about. <laughs> what is your prediction on the nominations for both parties as we go through the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primaries, oh, no. the summer campaigning months? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. And we, did you say we have a minute left? Mm-hmm. That's I a know. show. We have Vince. 30 seconds left. Now. Okay, I'll come out of the bag, man, because I can't not. You know, I've got a lot of people looking at me going, so, Ivy, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say something quickly about Bernie Sanders, that he stands for a tremendous amount of beautiful idealism. He's, he, he moves forward and talks big about a lot of things that I think are time to see being implemented in our country, but talk is cheap. And what we don't have in him, in him is patterned history as to the, having the capacity to tie things up and make things happen. And if we get the phone call oh. that the shit has hit the fan in a big way, and it's likely we're going to get a few of those over the next four years, given the environment on earth, who do I want answering the phone? The Clintons. I'm going in for Hillary, and I'm going to help her out. Well, there you go. And that is Good Morning New York for this week. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Great way to end. You didn't have to say anything. You can catch the show. What about you, Vince? (laughs) You can catch the show anytime on podcast or on our website, voiceamerica.com. For all of us here at Voice America, all around the world. Not fair. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. 
Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones. We'll be right back. 